You're listening to The Science of Being Well by Wallace D. Waddles. Timeless wisdom and a practical program for vibrant health. Copyright 2007 BN Publishing. Online at bnpublishing.com. Author's Preface. This volume is a part of a series, the first of which is The Science of Getting Rich. As that book is intended solely for those who want money, so this is for those who want health and a practical guide and handbook. This is not a philosophical treatise. It is an instructor in the use of the universal principle of life. My efforts have been to explain in a plain and simple fashion that the reader, though he may not have any previous exposure to new thought or metaphysics, may readily follow Wallace D. Waddles to perfect health. While retaining all essentials, I have carefully eliminated all non-essentials. I have not used any technical, abstruse, or difficult language, and have kept the one point in view at all times. As the title asserts, this book deals with science, not speculation. The monistic theory of the universe, the theory that matter, mind, consciousness, and life are all manifestations of one substance is now accepted by most thinkers. And if you accept this theory, you cannot deny the logical conclusions you will find here. Best of all, the methods of thought and action prescribed have been tested by the author in his own case and in the case of hundreds of others during 12 years of practice with continuous and unfailing success. I can say of the science of being well that it works and that wherever its laws are complied with, it can no more fail to work than the science of geometry can fail to work. If the tissues of your body have not been so destroyed that continued life is impossible, you can get well. And if you will think and act in a certain way, you will get well. I would recommend the writings of Horace Fletcher and of Edward Hooker Dewey to those who wish more detailed information on the performance of the voluntary function of eating. Read these, if you like, as a sort of buttress to your faith. But let me warn you against making the mistake of studying many conflicting theories and practicing, at the same time, parts of several different systems. For if you get well, it must be by giving your whole mind to the right way of thinking and living. Remember that the science of being well claims to be a complete and sufficient guide in every way. Concentrate on both the way of thinking and acting it prescribes. Follow it in every detail and you will get well. Or if you are already well, you will remain so. Trusting that you will go on until the priceless blessing of perfect health is yours, I remain Wallace D. Waddles. Chapter 1. The Principle of Health In a personal application of the science of being well, as in that of the science of getting rich, certain fundamental truths must be known in the beginning and accepted without question. Some of these truths we state here. The perfectly natural performance of function constitutes health, and the perfectly natural performance of function results from the natural action of the principle of life. There is a principle of life in the universe, and it is the one living substance from which all things are made. This living substance permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. It is in and through all things like a very refined and diffusible ether. All life comes from it. Its life is all the life there is. A human being is a form of this living substance and has within him a principle of health. The word principle is used as meaning source. The principle of health in a person, when in full constructive activity, causes all the voluntary functions of his life to be perfectly performed. It is the principle of health in a person which really works all healing, 
no matter what system or remedy is employed, and this principle of health is brought into constructive activity by thinking in a certain way. I proceed now to prove this last statement. We all know that cures are wrought by all the different and often opposite methods employed in the various branches of the healing art. The allopath, who gives a strong dose of a counterpoison, cures his patient. And the homeopath, who gives a diminutive dose of the poison most similar to that of the disease, also cures it. If allopathy ever cured any given disease, it is certain that homeopathy never cured that disease. And if homeopathy ever cured an ailment, allopathy could not possibly cure that ailment. The two systems are radically opposite in theory and practice, and yet both cure most diseases. And even the remedies used by physicians in any one school are not the same. Go with the case of indigestion to half a dozen doctors and compare their prescriptions. It is more than likely that none of the ingredients of any one of them will also be in the others. Must we not conclude that their patients are healed by a principle of health within themselves and not by something?